0: Thank you very much. The Talmud tells us that the mitzvah of Chinuch is midiravonon, and the Chafetz Chaim finds it very hard to understand. How can it be that it's only midiravonon? We say in Kriyashma every day, The Chiv of Chinuch is certainly in the Torah. And the Torah describes the greatness of Avraham Avinu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loved him, I love him. Because he's children. And the Rambam points out in the Sefer HaMitzvahs and in other places that Avraham Avinu is referred to as Avraham O'Havi, um, my beloved Avraham Avinu, and he shows his love towards God by the fact that he's his children, by the fact that he's uh, Hanefesh Asheros HaBechoron, he gets other people to follow the Mitzvah Saterin, and he gets his own children to follow the Mitzvah Saterin. So certainly this is a way of demonstrating one's avas Hashem I love HaKadosh Baruch Hu so much, I want my children also to, to fulfill the Mitzvah So how can one assume that Chinuch is only medi How can the rabbis of the Talmud make such a statement? So the answer is obvious that the Mitzvah of Chinuch Men Torah requires of the parents to demonstrate the love towards HaKadosh Baruch we should teach the children the nature of the Mitzvahs, and tell them, right now, you're not bar mitzvah, you can eat all the chazah you want, you can be Mechal Shabbos all you want, you can do all the averis you want, but after you become bar mitzvah, then you have to keep all the mitzvahs atar. That, that's the mitzvah of chinuch men And what the Gemara says, the chinuch is Medir means that we have to train the children in fulfilling the mitzvahs, even before they become bar mitzvah. That's what's Medir But to be mechanach the children, to, to tell them now that after they'll become bar mitzvah, they have to keep the mitzvahs, this is certainly mitzvah minater. The uh, question sometimes comes up. Once in a while, you have a difficult situation where a child has some kind of a hang up, a child before bar mitzvah, and if you'll insist, you'll have a conflict between the mitzvah of Chinuch and the mitzvah of Chinuch min uh, If you'll insist on being the child, min Rabbonin, tell the child that he has to fast on Yom Kippur a whole day, two years before his bar mitzvah, and two years before, two years before, he has to fast a half a day. Or uh, other things, let's say the kid wants to have some treif, uh, candy bar, and the parents are going to tray as the children understand even before four years before Bar Mitzvah. So if the parents will put the foot down, so sometimes the uh, normal children is no problem. But once in a while you have a problem child, and uh, this may turn the child off from Yiddish Yiddishkeit and ganz. So what do you do when you have a conflict between the Mitzvah of and the Mitzvah of and the Rabban? So Shlame Zalman writes, uh, obvious in uh, such a circumstance, you choose to fulfill the chinuch de'eraisa, uh, and for God, the chinuch de'erabonim, if you see that insisting that the child should fast the whole day on Yom Kippur, and keeping kosher, is going to pose uh, psychological problems for the child, and you think that if you just explain to him that another couple of years is going to be my mitzvah, and then you're going to have to keep all the mitzvahs, you just show him what you're supposed to do in another couple of years, and you let him get away with the shtick that he wants to do now, so if you have such a difficult situation, so of course you choose to fulfill the Chinuch der and forgot the Chinuch the Eiseh when you have such a conflict. The issue of being mechanach the children take should be called parenting. It's the correct term. Because we know that the nature of the mitzvah of Pira changed from Kodim Atentor till Lachim Atentor. Kodim the mitzvah was obligatory on the and the nature of the mitzvah is to conquer, uh, to go to outer space and to land on the moon and to try to figure everything out, all of uh, all the physics and all the secrets of the world. And after Mountain Torah, the Pashtun says that the whole nature of the mitzvah changed. No more it's no more mitzvah. The nature of the mitzvah is that uh, the mitzvah only applies to B'nai Yisrael. It doesn't apply to the Yom HaSelam. And the mitzvah only applies if you have children who are Yisraelim. And the Gemara says only if the children are mekayim mitzvahs. Chizkiyo Melach uh, didn't marry. And Yishaya Novi confronted him and he told him he's going to be punished with Misa shamayim because of the fact that he didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Piri And uh, so Chizkiyo so, HaMelech uh, said, but he sees berachah HaKodesh that his children will not be observant. They'll be up there with his the so he won't be able to fulfill. It's simply impossible for him to fulfill the mitzvah of Pir-Rivi. Pir-Rivi, You're not Yosef just by having children. You're only yet if the children are Jewish and they go in the ways of Torah. If, if the parents succeed in transmitting Torah values to the children. So Yeshayah Novi told Chizkev Amelach uh, that your Ruch HaKodesh is all incorrect. You don't know what you're talking about. Ultimately, your children will do tshuva and they will be shaman Torah mitzvahs. So, for not Gemara in 1st parak and Brochus, you see that the nature of the mitzvah in changed after Matan Torah, that the essence of the mitzvah is You're not yet the mitzvah just by having children. The, the parents have to be the children, to transmit Torah values to the next generation. And in fact, uh, the Gemara tells us in the Ramon quotes that there was a Tana ben Azai who decided that marriage is not for him, he can't see himself married. The Gemara is not sure whether he was once married and he got divorced soon after, or he never got married. And the Raman quotes this uh, passage from the Talmud, that if a person is Napsha Choshka Batora, and he says he just can't get married, so the Ramon quotes the Gemara, He's not uh, considered a Chote because of the fact that he didn't fulfill the Mitzvah Pira Why not? So remember, Rav Salvechik interpreted the Rambam, who's quoting from the Gemara, that Benazai was in Chinuch. He was teaching Torah to people, not just that he was sitting uh, in the base and learning on his own. He was transmitting Torah values to others. So he wasn't for partial fulfillment of the mitzvah anyway. Whoever is Machanich, other people, the Talmud has such an expression. It means that that's a partial fulfillment of the mitzvah to transmit Torah values to others. So the, under the circumstances, I felt that it would be uh, extremely uncomfortable for him. So the Talmud says, it's better to fulfill the mitzvah. He is in partial fulfillment of the mitzvah by virtue of the fact that he's transmitting Torah values to all of the students that, who are listening to Eshiurim. So the nature of the mitzvah parenting after Matan Torah really is to be mechanach the children. The Talmud has a psychological umdena that a normal parent uh, has the attitude. Once in a while there's an abnormal parent, but a normal parent has the attitude that the children are an extension of oneself. And uh, when the children are successful, the parents see this as their own success. And that's the Zohar has the, has the idea of reciting Kaddish for a, for a parent. That based on the statement in the Talmud, that that the descendants, the children and the grandchildren are an extension of, of the original uh, generation. So that's why the rabbis of the Talmud view uh, uh, had developed the notion that, that people are always jealous of other people's uh, success, except if it's your own child or if it's your own student. So then... A normal person, there are abnormal parents also who kill their children, do all kinds of things with their children. But a normal parent views the child, and a normal Rebbe views his students as an extension of himself. And normal parents are very proud to see that their children have succeeded to a greater extent than they have succeeded. normal parent is very happy over the fact that his child is more observant than he is. More observant doesn't mean he became a That He may consider that less observant. More observant means a normal, a normal, More observant does mean he's he, Oh, I'm only Mizrahi, he's our good If I don't believe in our goodness. I'm upset that, that's not more observant More observant means Based on my Hashkofis He's talking more medactic than I am A normal parent is proud of the fact that I have met many normal parents Who are very proud of the fact That the children are more learned than they are And more medactic than they are And that's the way it should be They're not jealous of the fact That the children are going to outshine themselves And And uh, The Shulchan Aruch quotes when they re him that one should be mechanach one's child in such a way as not to cheat the child from any opportunity that may possibly come his way. Shulchan Aruch quotes the following uh, idea, that if the mother is unable to nurse the child for some reason or another, you have to get a non-Jewish woman to nurse the child, so we should try to convince the nochris that that she should not eat macholas asasurus during the whole period of time that she's nursing the child. Why not? Because the Medrish says regarding Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was a little baby, so he was crying in a basket, in a tebas goima, and then uh, his sister Miriam was standing on the side of the river, and she asked the Basparaha the is Should I call a Jewish mother to nurse the baby? So Rashi quotes the famous Medrish. Uh, commenting on that posseg, why did she think she has to call a Jewish mother? She can just as well call a non-Jewish woman to nurse the baby. So Mm -hmm. the Medrash says that they attempted to have a nochris nurse the baby, and it just didn't go. Because this Moshe Rabbeinu, this little baby, this mouth that was going to speak to the shechino, was so sensitive, he he didn't want to nurse from the nochris who was eating macholos asuras. Even though al it's the same thing, the cholov that comes out is the same, whether the Nachris is eating Macholos Asuris or Macholom Kshem does not make a difference, but still, there was a sensitivity over here. So the Shulchanach says, in the name of the Rishonim, that, that we should be careful if we have to have a Nachris nurse our children we should try to see to it that the Noh should not eat why what's gonna happen? Maybe our child may be lucky enough to turn out to be a Mashkinah. The child may turn out to be a Novi, may turn out to be somebody great like Mahabin. So what's it so the child won't be a So you see from the Shulhunak that you're not supposed to cheat your child from any opportunity. You have to give the child the the proper chinuch even to the extent of possibly enabling the child to become a peshah in the in the end of uh, Perak lulavah goesel speaks about the din of chinuch and then explains that there is no specific age for uh, chinuch. Each mitzvah has its own age, depending on when the child is old enough and mature enough to do the Maïsah mitzvah Musa. If you'll start training a child in performing a mitzvah before he's able to fulfill the mitzvah bishleimusa, so then he's going to get so used to that style. So later on, he won't bother to do, uh, even when he'll be able to, he won't bother to do the mitzvah bishle musa. So that's why the Talmud says if you have a kotna hayadel and anea, when the child knows how to do all the uh, nanoim, then oviv chayiv lo lulov, or the kotna hayadel gufo, then the father has to buy him a pair of fillin, kotn hayadel hesatev. If he knows how to do the mitzvah latifa b'tzitz then the father has to train the child in the mitzvah of tzitzvah. Each mitzvah is man of chinoch. Only begins when uh, when the child is able to perform the mitzvah. There is a certain aspect of chinuch that begins even before the a girl chinuch before the child even knows anything, and this is the principle that the Gemara learns out from sukim that you is supposed to be a you not supposed to. You're not allowed to give a child Machalas Asuras, or you're not allowed to give the child, uh, lead the child on to do any avirah be Uh The Gemara learns out from sukim. We assume that the question whether it's Menatora by all surim or not. So we assume by all dinam derais, uh, there is a prohibition, shalol is supposed to be adayim, not to give the child be adayim to do an aver. What about Anissa de Rabbonon, that's a machloikas in Shulchanach, between the Rajbo and the Rambam. And the Shulchanach recommends one should be machma That Even with respect to isurim de Rabbonon, one should be machma, shalolah supposed to be adayim, not to give the child uh, non-kosher. What about if it's something that's only a minhag? For example, Ashkenazim wouldn't eat kidneys on Pesach. So many of the chocolates contain kitne. So is it prohibited to give a little baby chocolates on Pesach? Chocolate, ch- the child is so young, doesn't even know what Pesach is, doesn't know what is, doesn't know what doesn't understand anything. A one-year-old child, two-year-old child doesn't understand what's going on. So the uh, poskim have la tshuves, they say no. That when it comes, there is an inyad of chinoch and minhogim. When the child is has hadgir lochinoch, you have to be machanech the child to fulfill minhogim as well. Because the Gemara Gitin says that the Apotropos has to take the money from the assignments estate and buy them And he says hoishainis on shana Rabbah, which the Gemara says is only a minhok. So there is an inyidah of Chinuch on an Mitzvah and on Mitzvah on the Isis, on the Abbon, on Minhogim. Chinuch goes on everything when the child is a lochinuch. But koidem shegir chinoch to say, also is supposed to be a diamond and an ishro of Minhogim, at kach is not. That's why uh, there's no prohibition of feeding a child milchiks within six hours or within three hours after having fleshiks that's only a minhag. It's a very ancient minhag from the days of the Gemara. It's quite a very old minhag from the, from the days of the Talmud. But Sof-Kosof, it's only a minhag. The question is, what about waiting one hour? So the Kaf uh, thinks that waiting one hour between Fleshiks and Milchiks is a din he, may, he draws a distinction with respect to Achoy Lushem, the sakana That you're more machman within the first hour than, uh, than after the first hour is up. But after the first hour, it's only a minhag. So you don't even have to be a L'Shem, the sakana. Even if the person just has a slight ache and pain, and by having some milchics he it would feel better, so the Chsam Sefer says that that's permissible. So the Kaf uh, HaChaim says, Ba'medvar Ma'murim, this school of the Sefer, is only after the first hour is up. But within the first hour, it would appear from the Zohar that that's already in Isa the Rabbanon, and that to permit that, you would have to only be uh, only on the level of the Choloshim Esakon, would you be Meghul. So the Pashto is perhaps with respect to Shiloh, uh, with respect to the cotton. Uh, after the first hour is up, for sure, there's no problem. Of this, also be dime, to give the child milchiks. The child is within the first hour, so there's a discussion in the Beis Yosef and Hilchas Shabbos by giving the children wine to drink in shul on Friday night. It's uh, they're not yet to the kiddush in shul as kiddush alovim makom sudet. So you're not allowed to eat anything before kiddush. How do we give the? How do we give the children to drink the wine? Shouldn't this be a prohibition of shalot? the supposed to be a dime? So the Mogen Avram in Hilchas Shabbos by Hilchas Kiddush quotes the Beis Yosef who develops the notion that it. it's not tray for wine. It's just uh, asmana uh, He wants to say that maybe there's no din of Shalom is supposed to be a dime. He He wants to say maybe the same is true regarding one hour. That's a question. That's uh, that's an issue. But if the one waits an hour for sure, there's no issue. Uh, with respect to the yadayim in the morning, so the Mishnah quotes from the earlier posthum, that even before the child is higil achinach uh, at all, the Talmud tells us that there is a concern of ruach roh, which is shora al hayadaim, and one has to be careful about this. So the little children, even when they're very tiny, they're going to hold, the, going to hold a piece of a cookie, or hold a, some food in their hand, and stuff it in their mouths. So Are they're going to touch their body, so this is a problem of the ruach roh. So that's why the Shulchan, that's why the Mishnah quotes the earlier Eposkin, that one should be careful, even by little tiny baby, to wash until there's dime on the baby whenever the child wakes up. It's a little uh, difficult, all this little tiny baby over the sink, and to wash uh, his hands. So that's what, uh, that's what one should try to do. Regarding Chinachan Tanesim, the Mishnah tells us in the end of Yuma, uh, the generally accepted opinion is that uh, if the child is healthy, and usually in America the children are um, over-healthy, if the child is healthy, so then two years before Bar Mitzvah, the child should fast a whole day. And two years before, two years before, he should be trained to fast a half a day. And before that, even if the child wants on his own to fast, uh, we should discourage it. Or in the two years before, the two years before the Bar Mitzvah, Bas Mitzvah, we should also discourage the child from fasting a whole day. The Talmud says, that, the Talmud Yerushalmi says that it's a chashash zakon So we shouldn't uh, allow the children to pravech humrus on their own. What about other tanaisim aside from uh, Yom Kippurim? So the Mishnah never says anything. And the Mishnah Bura quotes the Shari Tshuva, quotes the Achreinim, that the other Tanesim, Tisha Bav, included, there is no Indian of Chinuch at all, even if the child is not going to be bar mitzvah the very next day. In fact, Abnei Neza has a discussion. Uh, what's the din if the child uh, was born on Yud Alephov, uh, on, on Yudov, on the tenth of Ov, and that year Tisha B'Av falls out on, on Shabbos. And it's a nitre. So everybody's fasting on Yudav. So does the child have to fast or not? Because the child is by mitzvah on Yudov. So is the, when you have a Tisha B'Av, which is a nitre, and has this uh, famous tshuva, uh, is it really a nitre? That the Chiv Tonis, uh, it's a and means that the Chiv Tonis was really on Tesov, but uh, the Kiyum Ha Tonis is on Yudav to make up for the Chiv that was called on Tesov. So in that case, the cotton was not m'chuyiv on Tisha Bav to fast, because it was a cotton, even though it's Mamesh the day before bar mitzvah, not m'chuyiv, and there's no tashlumen, he's not obligated to perform tashlumen for a mitzvah that he was never obligated to perform in the first place. Or should we assume that whenever Tisha Bav falls out on Shabbos, the Ike Tachonus HaTanoim was in such a case the feast on Yudov. So since the Ike to the feast on an Yudov, and on an Yudov, he is already a bar mitzvah, so then we would insist that he should fast. Atkideh Kach, the Avnenes is not sure... Whether the child has to fist when, when you have a Tishbab of and he or she becomes bas mitzvah, bar mitzvah on the Yudov. But on, um, even the day before bar mitzvah, you know, there's no chinuch on this. Some have a practice that the last three tanaisim before uh, the child becomes bar mitzvah, they train the child to fist, but the poskim don't say like that. Poskim say that there's no chinuch on the other tanaisim. There is a question why. There's a dispute among the Echorinim. Why is there no chinuch on the other tanaisim? So, some, the Shagazari claims that the reason why is because the other Tanesim are all uh, an aspect of Avelus, and we pass in a year there that there's no Chinachan Avelus. There is Chinachan Kriya, but there's no Chinachan Avelus. And um, uh, Moshe Feinstein is not happy with that explanation of the Shagasari. He thinks that it's for a different reason, because the fast the whole day is, a, is a quite a um, difficult thing, it's quite an, um, a nuisance. Quite uncomfortable. So you're not to me, the children to do such a uh, difficult thing. And Yom Kippur is a different story. Yom Kippur is a diminator so that's what the Mishnah singles out. Yom Kippur that you have Chinoch even to fast the whole day, the last two years before Bas Mitzvah Bar Mitzvah. But the other in which you are only and you're not to insist on observing the Chinoch if it's so uh, uncomfortable for the child. The difference would be, what about Taneis Esther? Esther is not a, is a fast. It's very uncomfortable. It's not 24 hours, but it's still very uncomfortable. But it's not a tiny shell It's a tiny shell Nothing tragic happened on tiny recessed. The the prayers of the Jewish people were answered and everything worked out well in the end. So that's a question whether there would be a mitzvah of chinoch on, uh, on uh, encouraging children to fast on tiny The mitzvah of chinoch applies, as we mentioned, to mitzvahs menatera, mitzvahs ese, mitzvahs ese. There is a dispute in the Rishonim and the end of uh, Yuma. Where the chinuch applies to or only to essence, on so Shulchan Aruch and Hilch Shabbos we're passing that the of chinuch applies both to mitzvah sese and to mitzvah loysese, to mitzvah menatera to mitzvah medirabon, and to minhagim, like we mentioned the Gemara in Perakan uh, Isok, and there's even chinuch on clapping Hoshainis, even though Hoshainis on Hoshana Rabbah, the Gemara says there's only a minhag. And of course, one of the many mitzvos that one is obligated to mimchanach the children in is the mitzvah of so a halachta that we have mitzvahs. Three categories of mitzvahs. We have been ordem lamok, we have been ordem lechavere, and we have been ordem liatzmo, the mitzvahs of, uh, of midos, that a person has to act uh, with proper midos. This is the mitzvah of to bedroch to imitate the ways of uh, God. Now, offhand, it sounds like a very strange mitzvah of to of, to imitate God. Uh, those people who like to imitate someone whom they are not usually have a nervous breakdown, and they'll. Uh, it's going to be very uncomfortable for them. So what do you mean we should imitate God? God's ways is a little uh, unreasonable. What does that mean? So the Pashtus is, all it means is that we believe, as is described in the Chumash, that HaKadosh Bokha created all of man, the Tzela Elakim. and HaKadosh Brochu commanded us to preserve this Tzela Melokim, halakta b'jrochov, to preserve our Tzela Melokim, not to imitate someone whom we are not, but to preserve this Tzela Elakim which we already have. And that's why the next Pasuk, the posseg appears in Pashtus Kisovayim, so the next passage continues to read: Baro Kalami ha'aretz, kishem Hashem niku and all the nations of the world will see, kishem Hashem that you have succeeded in preserving your tzelim alakim. The Yorumi they will learn Yerashamayim from you. The Jewish people is singled out to be the orla goyim. The Novi yishai refers to the Jewish people as the orla goyim, but the chumash says like that. Baro we should go in the ways of God. The and this will succeed in accomplishing that we should be the Yorlagim. Aro so all the nations of the world will see that the Jewish people have succeeded in preserving their Tzela Kishem Hashem that we have preserved the Tzela and they can juice the, they can do just the same as well. The Yorim in Mecca, so they will learn from us. Yirah they will learn from us how to preserve their Tzela as well. So this is a very important inyan and chinuch. Now we have to train the children in, uh, in Midos Tovos to preserve their tzal and melekim. Uh, in a certain sense, this is even more important than the chinuch and mitzvahs. There is a humorous uh, tshuva in the Chacham Tzvi. If one succeeded in making a goylam, in the days of the Talmud, they were able to make a, a goylam based on their knowledge of Sefi Yitzirah. So the Chacham Tzvi raises a question. If one succeeded in making a golem, would this golem be able to be mitz to a minion? If you have nine Yisraelim and one golem, is Yimashlam a minion? Why should should you have such a possibility? The Chacham Tzvi has a funny uh, comment. He quotes the passage in the Talmud that we mentioned before from Sanhedrin. That call is Ben Kili Yelodo. If that's true regarding a Ben Chaber, certainly more so if, if he created this person. So it's Kili Yelodo, and since the one Kili Yelodo, since I'm Jewish, so the Golem also becomes Jewish. So the Chazanish says that that's ridiculous. The Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, Roba Bora Gabra, Robber succeeded in creating a Golem, and he was unhappy about the Golem that he made, so he killed him. So how can he kill him if, if he's a human being? How can he kill a human being? So you see that a golem is not considered a human being, period. There's no, not only, no question he's not Jewish. He's not even a human being. So the, so the Chazanish writes, how can there be a question whether he's has to a minion? And in order to be been to a minion, first you have to be a person. First you have to be a human being. And then you have to be Jewish on top of that. But if you're not even a mensh, so there's nothing to discuss whether you're Jewish. So that's the same regarding meters. A person has to first uh, train himself in Tzadam Alakim, He should first be a mensh. And after the person is a mensh, so then you can discuss the chinuch on, on mitzvahs, on bin adam la Havera, bin and the rest of the mitzvahs. first the person has to be a mensh. In fact, such a comment was made by the Beis HaLevi. <coughs> Whenever you do chinuch for the children, they're only 24 hours in a day, they're only 7 days a week. So whatever time you go to dedicate to the children in one area is going to be missing from another area. If you're going to teach your children a lot of Talmud, so the children will be missing in Tanakh. If you're going to hack a lot of Tanakh, so they're going to be missing in Talmud. The day cannot be stretched. There is the, and if you're going to teach a lot of Torah and shemaim, so the kids are going to be wild Indians. And if you're going to pour a lot of Midas, going to work a lot on Midas, so they're going to be lacking And then HaTorah. Whatever you're going to emphasize is always going to be at the expense of something else. It's impossible to make the children on everything, on all fronts at the same time, and be successful in everything. Whatever you're going to emphasize Is going to be at the expense of something else So the question is uh, If you only have so much time Is it more important to me The children in Midas Or is it more important to me The children in Deis In hashkafa? So the Beis Halevi was asked this question When he was a little child So he brought a Raya from Chumash and Rashi That it says in the Torah in Beresh When HaKadosh Baruch was considering creating Odom Arishon, So he said Nasa Odom He said in the plural so Rashi quotes from the Medrish, Why did he say in the plural? According to our religion, that there's only one God and no other uh, partners and no other members of the board. So who was who he consulting with? He should, he should have said Esa, like he said, creating Khaba, Esa lo a Kinegdo. Why does he say Naseh? So the simple pshat is that uh, there's more than one God, but we don't accept that pshat. So, what, so, what's, the correct, uh, so what's the correct pshat? So the correct shot is HaKadosh Bochah wanted to show humility That even if you are the world's greatest genius And you don't have to consult with anybody else It always pays To consult with less intelligent people Once in a while they'll give you an etzot And the reason why this is described in the chumash HaKadosh Bochah dictated to Moshe Rabbeinu Right in the chumash that I consulted the angels In order to teach all of mankind That they, when they have an issue They should also consult less intelligent They should consult with others even if the, even if they know the others are less intelligent than they are because i'm certainly more intelligent than the angels and i consulted with the angels So let everybody know that that's the way to go that's the way to fulfill the halachah to consult with other people so they say point pointed out but you have this uh, unclear form of the verb nase so wants to teach us the lesson of humility but it's at the risk but it's at the risk of avidesol someone may not accept that lesson of humility and he may understand that means that there's more than one God so you see that Kodesh Boko felt that it's more important to teach the lesson of midos Tobos, even though there's a risk of improper hashkoffas even though there's a risk of, of deus of improper deus so when you choose, there are different yeshivas you can choose so some yeshivas they only emphasize midas no religion at all very little, uh, very little. No bin adam Lamakam, Only midas tevus and bin adam mahavir. So, so, that, so that's uh, you are missing in your job for for chinuch. And some yeshivas they only emphasize bin adam la There's no midas and there's no bin adam L'Havir. So that's also not right. You have to pick a yeshiva where the emphasis is placed on the Midos and the bin adam mahavir, bin adam and bin adam mahavir. And, uh, and the second and the second role is the bin adam la but uh, it's not proper to ignore totally the, the mitzvah, the chinuch, regarding uh, Midos, and regarding Genarul Machaver. That has to be uh, step number one. Regarding chinuch and Midos, there is a, uh, an issue. All children tend to fantasize and to imagine a lot of things, and children are always uh, in the habit of telling lies. So the, uh, they don't mean anything bad, but that's the way uh, it's natural for little children. So the parents have to be machanach, the children. And Midas emes. this is very important. And we have to impress upon the children that Chayisom HaShol HaKadosh emes from all the various Midas of Alakus that A karish planted within us by creating us the When he signs his name, the Gemara says a message was sent down from heaven and the signature on it was emes, And the rabbis understood They infer that this is God's signature. What does that mean? So the Pashtun says that this is the Iker Midah. Iker mida Velikus is mida Sam. So this is very important that we have to train our children and not being deceitful and not uh, being dishonest and so on. We have to train the children not to do things that are unhealthy and not to do things that are dangerous. But at the same time, we have to train them that they should be courageous that they shouldn't be uh, timid, they should be afraid of doing everything. They have to give them self confidence, they have to train the children to be independent, they shouldn't always hang on to their mother's apron strings. They have to train them that they should be mature, they shouldn't talk like a baby, they should talk like an adult when, that, when, that, when you get to that stage. You shouldn't train a, you shouldn't train a little baby, uh, you should, a little baby, have to train to speak like a baby. When the baby is old enough, that's also important. The Passock says in the Chinoch has to be according to the stage that the child is at. You're not supposed to skip any steps. That's the famous, the Welt says, the Pshat on the Pasuk. if a person is trying to uh, elevate himself to go one mile above another mile, so you have to go one step at a time. You shouldn't skip steps. You're going to skip steps, so you uh, you'll miss a step and you'll fall down the whole ladder. So here also, it's not proper to skip steps in the uh, training of the children. The Talmud in in Yuma tells the uh, story about one of the Amaroim who came to Eskashayla, that he has a child who's very uh, smashing everything and breaking everything and wild kid. What should he do with the kid? So his Rebbe told him, go to the store and buy some old china that's anyway uh, half broken and give the kid a hammer, let him break all the china that he wants, let him have a good time. That there's a stage in the development of the child that he has to get that out of the system to break things. And it's not right to skip that stage uh, either. There was a famous Goyen many of you may be familiar, Rabbi Hirschbrung from Montreal, who at a very young age was a big bokki. He knew all of Shas by heart. Shas, Babel, you And I'll tell you, he would always meet you and say, what are you learning? Oh, Ereven Daffer Nun Gimel. He'd recite the whole Daf in two seconds. And then if you want the Tesis, he'd recite the Tesis Balper. It's unbelievable. So he was once complaining to me. He said when he was a young child, he was so young, he never had a chance to play ball, to play with the other kids. He was right away, they pushed him into the yeshiva, and he was already a big bucky, and he was the boychen for the, for the Lublin yeshiva at such a young age. And uh, he was an old man when he was to me. He says he misses it. He missed a stage in his development, and it, uh, and it uh, left a scar on him. In a certain sense, he felt that he was missing something. Many parents forced their children to achieve more than should be expected at that, at that age. A parent wants a kid before Bar Mitzvah. He should know how to lay in every single set. It makes him crazy. He has to know everything. So that's certainly... My child is a genius. And force he to know all the Mishnai is all the gemaras is balpeh. The other kids are not doing it. Well, your kid is the only one. So that certainly will leave a scar on the child. He may talk uh, learn everything about pet And he'll be scarred for life. So that's the, that's the idea of Hanuch LaNar Pidarko. You have to be mechanach the children according to the age According to what the, the child is up to at that time. And you have to be Mechanach the child according to what the child is cut out for. Chanoch Anar al the Gemara Bababasu, tells about one of the Tanoim, Yosi Benueza, who lived at the time of the Second Day Samigdosh, and he was a Tana. he's one of the Zugas, so he had a son who was not a Tana. The son was not cut out to be a Tana. The son had given a Balabas. So he was so distraught that his son didn't become a Tana. So he was Mabinachla from the son. He donated all the. How much did the guy have? What, what did he have? He had $5 to his name. So he donated his $5 to the base migdosh. So the son wouldn't Yarshan him. And the, all, the, all the Tanaim told him that he's doing wrong. That there's nothing wrong with your son. Just because he doesn't want, he's not cut out to be a Tana, so it'll be a nice Balabas. He didn't listen, and the Gemara says you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to give to the you're Not allowed to give away all of your money to the Beis Hamikdash and not leave over anything for your child. And then the Gemara points out that after the father died, this uh, son, the Balabas, who never uh, qualified to become a Tana, donated more money to the Beis Hamikdash than the old man gave. He gave more money to. He, he was a bigger tzaddik in that area and donating money. So the Gemara is emphasizing that it's not right to expect of the child what he is. Chalach lanar al-pidarka means according to whatever stage the child is up to and uh, according to whatever the talents of the child happen to be. Not every child is cut out uh, to be a mitracham. Some of them cut out to be Balabatan, So there's nothing wrong with that. Very often the parents uh, Force children to achieve more than they're prepared to because the parents want to be able to brag. You see, my child, the genius, all of my children, they're all geniuses because I'm the big genius. So that's what the Gemara consider is terrible. If the chinach is done, the chinach has to be done, even though the Gemara says, there's nothing wrong with performing mitzvah, it's not that bad. As long as it's not lakanter, there's nothing wrong with learning Torah, shalot, but if you have the children shall love the then the Talmud says that that's terrible. The uh, Talmud Yerushalmi, quoted by the Taishas and the Chagiga, points out that there was a person, Alicia bin Avuya, who became an Apikiris. And the Talmud Babli and Yerushalmi have discussions what went wrong with this Alicia bin Avuya. He was a prominent Tana and he learned and Cheda with everybody else and everything went well. And all of a sudden, one day something, uh, something went wrong. So the Talmud Yerushalmi says, Tells over the story that at his bris, his bris, uh, the father abuya made a party, and all the rabbonim were there, and all the balabatim were there. So the, the Yishami says the balabatim were dancing in one room, and the rabbonim were talking and learning in the other room. And when the rabbonim were talking and learning, the Tanoim so that heavenly fire came down from heaven, and the father didn't know what this was because the father was a plain balabas. So he, he thought that they were smoking, and they're going to burn his carpet, and they're going uh, to make the, the drapes uh, are going to burn. So he started to scream at the Rabona, what are you making a fire? So he said, calm down, this, is the, this fire always comes down from heaven. This is like the sneh of Ukal. it doesn't consume, because they're talking Torah. When they talk Torah, it's gewaldi. So the father looked and he saw Taka, nothing is getting burned. So he said, hey, that's some uh, good trick. And he said then, when the child was by the bris of his little baby, I want my son to learn, and by these Tanoim, he should know how to do this trick also. He should be able to make uh, such a fire come down from heaven that, uh, that it should uh, burn and it shouldn't consume anything. So the Talmud Yerushalmi says that because the father's interest in the child was purely Sholo he didn't want his son to be a Atamachacham because that's the right thing to do. He wanted the son to be able to pull off the shtick. To be able to bring down the fire from heaven, so that's why the whole chinuch was uh, was m'kukul. and that's why he turned out to be an Epicurus. And there's such a similar uh, comment made by the Vilna in connection with the Gemara and Bava The Gemara says that Reb wanted to see to it that Torah should not be forgotten from the Jewish people, so he, uh, the Talmud says that he planted flax, and then when the flax grew, so he made nets, and then he used these nets in order to catch deer. He slaughtered the deer he skinned them and then he took the hide and he converted it into parchment and then he wrote uh, five uh, and he taught one group of students and he taught the other Shmos and he told each group of little children that they should teach the other group what they had learned so they quote in the name of the Vilna why did was he matriach himself so much to go plant the flax like he planted the flax and he made and he made the nets, and he caught the deer, and he shechted the deer. And he said, hey, go to the store and buy some uh, hide. Go to the store and buy some parchment. That was made L'shmo. Well, what, what do you have to do every, all the work by yourself? So they quote from the Vilna Goyan that the more work that's poured in L'shmo, so the more successful the chinuch will be. Sometimes you have uh, people, uh, rabbis of Balabatim, they establish a yeshiva. There's no real need for a yeshiva. He wants to be the president of the yeshiva. He wants to be the president of the shul. But there is no shul one needs him as a president. So he founds a shul, not that he should be the president. Founds a yeshiva, my, my, I have to give a Shia somewhere. No one is interested in hiring me. So I found my own yeshiva, that I should be able to give a Shia somewhere. So that's not the... You're founding the yeshiva, shalom l'shmo. When you found the yeshiva, it has to be l'shmo. And the more lushmo you put in, so the more uh, perfect the results will be regarding chinuh. So that parents have to be careful that they should be... Maha- all of their choices regarding the chinuh of their children should be made lishma of what's in the best interest of the child. Very often the parents want to be able to brag, my child already learns Gemara at the age of six or whatever, who says that that's the best thing for the child. The parents are interested in bragging uh, this and that and the other thing. My child uh, knows how to lane with the truck and everything, and the kid is not happy about it. They they force something on the child, force him to achieve, and and he's not ready for that. So that's highly improper. The different uh, children need different things. I have, um, I have a lot of uh, friends who learned in yeshiva at the same time, chaberma of mine. So a lot of times they'll insist that their children have to go to my shia. That's not always the best uh, advice for their children. Sometimes their children would have done much better to go to some other shia. It has to be where their where the child feels comfortable, where the child is going to grow best. Everyone is different, just like that's also part of uh, the Tzela that we have. Hakkadish Bohu as Hashem Echod, Igmarah understands that to mean that God is unique. There's nothing else in the world like Hakkadish Bohu. So when God created man, the Tzela means that each individual person is also unique. And you can't put all the children together, uh, force them all to fit into one straitjacket. Every child is different. And just because you were successful in sending one child to this yeshiva, to this year, it doesn't mean that all the other children have to go to the same, the same route and the same yeshiva and the same year. You have to pick whatever is best for each child and not what uh, you feel is best uh, for your pride, to be able to brag and show that my son uh, learns in this and this yeshiva, and my son learns at brisk, and my son already made a this. Who says he's ready for making a this and that and the other thing? you have to give We have to be mechanach the children for the toivas, included in midas toivas is kibar it's a little uncomfortable that the parents have to train their children to kibar but that's one of the mitzvahs in the Torah We have to train the children you have to be mechanach the children that they should know that there's such a significant uh, point as shalom bayis let's say if the parents uh, have some issue with with each other so one spouse is going to scream out at the other, and you idiot, you did it again. So what's the child going to see? That's the way. Uh, that's the way parents. A couple is married; they scream at each other in the presence of the parents. So when he gets married, that's what he's going to do also. He's going to know the father is an idiot or the mother is an idiot because of how haray that the other parent said so. So, he's got, <laughs> so it's, a, it's you're, you're training the child to violate kibud You're training the child not to know what shalom Bais is going to be later on. You have to train the children and <laughs> also. They quote in the uh, biographies that were published recently about Rav Shlem Zalman Oyabach, different fascinating stories. So they quote that someone asked him, how did he succeed so well in training all of his sons that they're all outstanding Talmud HaChacham? So he attributed it to the fact that in his home there were a lot of things going on. A lot of people came to complain about this rabbi, that rabbi, the other rabbi. He said he, in public he, the children never heard a word of a derogatory word about a Talmud Ha-Chacham in his home. He never said, He felt that this, that's what they printed. He felt that this was the single factor that uh, contributed to the fact that his children, his sons all turned out to be uh, uh, a lot of times the children come home from uh, yeshiva and the parents are learning with the children and the parent realizes that the Rebbe said the wrong pshat in the pasal. Uh, the Rebbe misread the tesis or, or he mispronounced the words in the Gemara, he, mis- he misread the whole Gemara, Miss- He missed the whole point. So you have to be careful, sometimes sometimes it's outright a mistake, so you have to tell the child that that's not correct. Maybe tell the Rebbe or something, but you have to be careful not, not that not all the Rebbe's are so No, you know. You have to be careful not to tell that to the child, yeah, a Rebbe's an idiot, he doesn't know how to pronounce Hebrew, he doesn't know Chumash, he doesn't know siddur. he doesn't know Gemara. You have to be careful not to tell that to the child, even if it happens that it is true, because then there's the child... The child is not going to have any respect for the Rebbe. Then he's not going to have respect for the Rebbe who will know. How does the child know who knows and who doesn't know? You have to be careful. You have to try to cover up a little bit. In this case, you have to try to cover up a little bit on the cover of the Rebbe that it, this is part of the Chinuch of the children. We have no choice, unfortunately. We have to be Mechanach, our children, in emuna, One of the important points of emuna that the Yam Hanifchar, that we are Bnei Molochim. And because of the fact that we have been in Melochim, that's why we have to speak in a special way, that's why we have to act in a special way, that's why we have to dress in a special way. It doesn't behoove us to dress like a shnorrah, to dress like a, like a farmer with, a, with a tight uh, jeans or whatever, to walk around with uh, sneakers without socks. You have to dress like a colleague said, the name Melochim. The Gemara says, been to dressing. The Gemara Mavansiya says, been get to dressing. I mean, yet to speaking, no bless, no ble- oblige. The, the more bekovetic the person is, so the more he has to act uh, properly. We have to explain to the children that they are all important. We live in a generation that the majority of Sol is not observant. So any child who's a shaman Mitzvah, we're happy, we're thrilled, we're gewaldic. We have to tell a child his chashivas, that he davens, that he keeps mitzvahs, it's wonderful. And when a child does something wrong, instead of saying, hey, that's terrible, you have to explain to the child that it, it doesn't. It's a that doesn't fit in for you. You're from the bnei malachim. You have to act in it We expect much more from you because uh, you are a chosh of a person. My father's name happens to be Melech. Melech means a king. So my mother, Allah Shalom, always used to tell us when we were children, you know, children, that you're princes. My sister's name is Sarah. It's a princess. And my name is not uh, not a king, not a prince. But my mother used to say, your father is a king and your sister's a princess. So you're also a prince, bnei malachim, and you have to act accordingly the Chinuch is always better if you give it in the positive as opposed to the negative when the child instead of punishing the child when he does something wrong you should reward the child when he does something right when, when he does everything right you should it's, it's always uh, better for Chinuch purposes to, it's always better to give Shalom uh, Dushmo that's Rabbi Chaim Balazhin says it's not that you should avoid it it's there's nothing wrong with training a child Shalom but the, the best kind of shalosh d'chmav will be to give reward when the children do well. Like uh, the children come home with a good report card, so you give them uh, an extra matona or something. When they do something good, you have to tell them the hashivas of their learning. The rabbis in the Talmud say that the what keeps the world going is the hevel pim shel shel beis Little children of cheder who have not yet contaminated their mouths with loshen harim, achloikis, and so on, and evil pair so the little learning that they do is more valuable, more precious to our Kodesh Bochan than all the learning that the big Tanoim do. The Gemara says, and what about the DVD Dochmai? What about the, I, we know how to learn better than the little children? The says, no, that we have already contaminated our lips with machloikis and sin and kine and so on. And the little children's learning is a much higher level. So we have to encourage them. other we have to tell them, we're very happy that you're learning, that you're keeping mitzvahs and you have to reward them. It's better to reward when they do something good than to, than to punish when they do something wrong. Chinach and Amunah has to be, we have to transmit to the children, not in one session, over the course of all the years. We have to explain to the children what are the Ikari amuna. On Pesach night, we have to tell CPTS Mitzrayim, and the whole story of Yitzchitz Mitzrayim was that B'nai Yisrael should experience all of these stories, that they should realize that all of the Ikari amuna are correct and we have to transmit everything to our children. Sometimes if we tell our children any there, we're not sure exactly uh, what the point in hashkafa is. The world doesn't come to an end. We're not much to know all the answers. And uh, sometimes it's not so bad if, uh, if we'll explain some point in hashkafa to the children that they're too young to understand. That'll be way above their head. We can explain it to them. And if they say they don't understand, so we'll tell them when you get a little older, then you'll understand. And very often they will remember what they heard when they'll be more mature, they will understand it. I know it happened to me many times. I heard things years ago which I didn't understand. And after 40 years, I am beginning to understand some of the things. And many people are like that. So, Nishka you don't have to water things down for the children, you can explain even on a slightly higher level than they are able to comprehend it. And the world doesn't come to an end. We have to be careful when uh, transmitting Hashkofer to children or any Amunah, and not to exaggerate. Let's say if a person has, uh, just to use an expression, a person's from the Maturi Karta and everything is black and white, so it's very easy to be mechanech children. This is treif and that's treif and that's us and that's us and that's us and the only thing that's right is my derech and avodas Hashem. So that's a very uh, easy chinuch. Most people don't have such a black and white uh, view of the whole world. The world is complicated and, uh, and the Maturi is complicated. And nothing is that simple, so you have to be Mechanach in a proper fashion. And, and it causes a problem sometimes when well, you have to be Mechanach But it's improper to be Mechanach in an exaggerated form that anything that anybody does other than the way I do it is improper. The only way to do Avedis Hashem is the way I do. That's not right. You have to say uh, the different rachim and Avedis Hashem, and this is a Derek that I have. I, I don't want my child to become a Labavitch or Satmira or Breslau or the others. But I, I shouldn't knock them all down and say, they're all doing wrong. I'm the only one who's doing right. I have to say they're different drachim. And this is my tradition. And explain why, uh, why I feel that my tradition is more correct than the others. In giving chinuch, you have to be machanach to children of hashkofer, to different ekorimen to explain what's an Iker, what's a toffel, what's more important than what. You can have all the people believe in all the 613 mitzvahs. But some people will exaggerate. Ay, Yishev Eretz Yisroh, thats the most important mitzvah. You can, you can give up Kibbut Aviym and you can give up Shabbos and Kashrus and Taras Hamishpach. Everything just to move to Eretz Yisroel. Zionism, the biggest mitzvah. O-L-O-K-O-L-O-N-O. Or other people will exaggerate the importance of the mitzvah. Kibbut Aviym, whatever, at the expense of everything else. They'll fulfill Kibbut Aviym and throw everything else out. So you have to transmit all of the Taryak mitzvah together with a whole hierarchy of of importance. Which mitzvah is more important than which? This is very important. You can have uh, different people subscribe to the same principles, but uh, someone else, in one person's Hashkafer, this is ikir and that's the Toffel, and this is the Klal, and this is the Yetzmen HaKlal, and the other person's Hashkafer, he also believes in, in all of the same point, but he holds that that's the Klal, and that's the Yetzmen HaKlal. This is Deke, and this is the Toffel, so many, 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 So when transmitting Hashkafer, transmitting Torah to the children, we have to transmit everything, with the proper values. What's more, important, uh, what's more important than what? You have to give with a hierarchy. You have to be careful not to present Yiddishkeit as, a, uh, as a, an obligation. Torah mitzvahs as a drudgery. We're stuck. We have to keep these mitzvahs. The Torah tells us in the Torah that the punishment came. We have to tell the children. We have to show the children how it's a lot of fun. How it's very pleasant to observe uh, the mitzvah satura. And the mitzvahs have to be fulfilled in a relaxed atmosphere not with tension. father's always going to be standing on the kid. He has to learn more. He's, he wakes him up in the morning. He has to get up to the minion. He's going to make him crazy. you got to shake the little and you got to bench you got to say to You've the word. you got to make the son crazy. It has to be with a relaxed atmosphere, without tension. It has to be with fun. They say in the name of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein that so many of the Jews who came to America years ago were medactic to be Shem Shabbos. But then when they spoke to their children about their difficulties, so they used to always give a krech and say, and how difficult it was to be Shem Shabbos and how much they gave up. And the children heard from the parents how difficult it was. So they didn't want to go through the difficulty. Instead of telling the children how much fun it was, how pleasant it was to be a Yid, they were were not complaining, but they were uh, commenting about the difficulty. So that's what uh, caused their children to give up uh, the whole Yiddishkeit. We have to explain to our children that very often, uh, we have to explain to ourselves also, but especially to young children as they're growing up, that very often uh, when a person chooses uh, instant gratification and the immediate pleasure of the moment, he, this may cause him to lose out in the end. Let's say a person is going to eat all these junk foods and he enjoys all the nash, and then he's going to become overweight, like some of us are overweight. And this is going to cause uh, health problems later on in life, uh, sickness and, and other health problems. Uh, the Posek describes in Chumash and Parashas told us, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar he points this out that Asa was prepared to sell the whole B'chorah for a Nizid adoshim. Was it worth it? The whole B'chorah he gave away for a, for a, a Nizid adoshim. So Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says that that's what we all do. That's what every Rasha does. That's what all of us do. We're prepared to, to give away the most precious things, Torah Mitzvahs, in our lives for some instant gratification. He wants to have some snack now. He wants to have some, some pleasure now. So he's prepared to give away many precious things. So we have to impress upon our children that a life of Torah Mitzvahs in the end will be pleasant and will be normal. And people will enjoy it and appreciate it, even if at the beginning it seems a little uncomfortable. But they should realize that it is a very pleasant thing. The Jewish family in the Jewish home is a very pleasant thing, very beautiful thing. Gemara and Brachas tells us that the person has to be mechazik himself, strengthen himself not to do averis. So, as a last resort, when other things don't work, the person should be asking Yamamisa. he should remind himself that we're all going to die, and we're all going to have to give a din, we're not going to live forever, and so on. So, all of the commentaries point out on this Gemara, that this is only to be used as a last resort. That's not the normal way, that's not a healthy way to train a person. That was one of the main oppositions to the whole Muslim movement when it first began, before it was changed. So the Muslim movement used to be very, very uh, over, uh, used to over-exaggerate the pachad of uh, Gehenna. Look, we have to talk about Gehenna also, but the emphasis should not be so much on, on frightening ourselves or frightening our children. On being bchanach children, we have to emphasize the positive things in life. That the way of Torah and will lead to happiness and pleasure and normalcy and everything will be good in the end. We shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't be mafre the children with Gehennas things. You have to tell them about Gehenim and Schab also, but that should, the emphasis should not be on the negative, but should rather be on the positive. At the same time, we have to discipline our children. The Gemara holds a lot from the Possek and Mishle, that uh, you have to be very strict with children, and uh, when it's necessary, you have to give pets. The pet should only be given when the child understands that he did something wrong. Sometimes the child doesn't even understand what he did wrong and the parents are giving him pet. So then, what kind of a chinoch is that? The kid just thinks that that's the definition of being a parent that you beat up your children. Uh, very often, when the children play house, so the one who's going to be the mommy, the first thing she does is she hits the younger children. Because that's what it means. That's the definition of being a parent you beat up the younger children. That's not the definition of being a parent. That's what they picked up the wrong china from the parents. Because the parents sometimes give pets when the children don't even understand why they're giving them pets. But the Gemara says that uh, up until the age that the pets will be counterproductive, one should, take, uh, one should take, be very strict with the children and, and discipline them uh, seriously. One should be careful, the Gemara says, to show anger, but not really to be angry inside. The Gemara says in Massech that one should not be actually angry, just put on the act that he is angry, and he has to explain to the children that he doesn't give pech to the neighbor's children. He only gives pech to his own children because he really loves his children. We give to our children because we love our children, and we want them to live up to their potential, which is not beyond their reach. It's not something that's exaggerated. We want them to become what they have the very easy potential of, of becoming. Uh, It's very important when uh, disciplining the children. It's very important the attitude of the parent as well as the perception of the child. The attitude of the parent should be that he's doing this because he loves his child, not just he should tell it to the child. He should not really be angry. He has to be careful not really to be angry. He has to put on an act as if he's a little angry, but he should really, inside the Gemara, says he's not allowed to be angry. His attitude should be one of love towards the children. And the perception of the child should be such. The child should understand that he really did something wrong. It should save the patch till the time that the child will really understand that he really did something wrong. The Gemara in uh, Chagigah speaks about the fact that our Kodesh Bochah, our sheds three tears every day. Uh, two of the tears are on the misplaced uh, persons, the people who belonged in learning who went to secular fields, people who belonged in secular fields who went into learning. And then the third tier that the prophets, the Nevi'im, speak about, shedding every day, is the parnas Hamizgoe Alat Sibur. The one who was appointed to a position of leadership in the community, and power corrupts, and it went to his head, and he just enjoys exercising his power. So, very often, there are parents like that who just enjoy exercising their power over the children. So, this is a tragedy. That's terrible. A parent has to be very careful not to act in such a fashion. Parents have to be careful um, not to show contradictions to their children. Uh, rabbi Chalap uh, from the Yeshiva was once uh, reading to me a passage in an in a autobiography written by an Irish uh, Jewish uh, author whose father was a prominent Orthodox rabbi. And he explains why he was turned off from Yiddishkeit at the age of six because he realized that his father was a hypocrite. He a hypocrite. Because uh, they lived in Ireland, and the father told the Balabatam that on Yantif they're not permitted to turn on the electric lights. And the child was uh, six years old, so he was always very curious. He didn't want to, when they told him to go to sleep at uh, seven o'clock, he didn't go to sleep. He always sat upstairs on top of the staircase to see what's happening downstairs. So on Yantif night, uh, after everybody benched, so his father was a Tomahawkman. So his father would carry the candles from the table in the kitchen downstairs to his study in the basement, and he would learn with a niggin. In the basement. So the child would tiptoe down the staircase. He slept upstairs. The child tiptoed downstairs. And he would listen on the top of the staircase that led down to the basement. So he would see that he would hear the father learning. He, wouldn't want, he didn't want the father to catch him. He, would hear the father, he was supposed to be sleeping uh, four hours earlier. So he would hear the father learning. And he would see the candles are going lower, lower, lower. The candles go out. And all of a sudden, the electric lights go on. Who turned on the electric lights? Eliyahu nobody. Who turned on the electric lights? came turned on. There was no Shabbos clock. Didn't he do this Shabbos clock. The father was a hypocrite. He goes and he tells the balabat, to not allowed to turn on the lights. And he himself turned on the lights. What's Taka Pshat? So Rabbi Chalap suggested at the time that uh, mistam Pshat is, at the time that the electric bulbs first came out, there was a big dispute whether it's permissible to turn on the electric lights on young people. So many Rabbanim held that it's permissible. But even many of those who said it's permissible would tell the public that you shouldn't do it because they're going to tzedreid oil They're going to think, if you're allowed to, you to do this, you're allowed to do that, they'll... they'll They'll do other things as well. So, Mr. Tama, that's what this rabbi did. Must have told the Balabatim they shouldn't use the electric lights on Yantif. And B'tine, he figured, who's going to know what I'm doing? So, he didn't realize the Gemara says, because he can never tell uh, who's watching. So, uh, I remember, Taka, there was a, a Talmud from uh, Bari Lana, a visiting professor in Talmud, was visiting in New York. I think he was teaching in the Jewish Theological Seminary for a year. So, he stayed in my building. So it was an Eretz Yisrael, so he didn't, uh, he used to sit in a sukkah with us talking, learning, very pleasant person. So his uh, window did not face the street. His, his window faced uh, uh, the next building, 44 Bennett, and no one could look in. It faced a wall, a blank wall of 44 Bennett. So uh, there was an almoner who lived on our floor who comes to me three years after this rabbi already went back to Eretz So she says, Remember that rabbi who used to live uh, on the other side of the building? I wonder, was he a religious man? So I said, of course he was a religious man. What kind of a question? So she says, no, she saw the reflection of the lights on Yom He was turning on the lights on Yom So I said, maybe he had a Shabbos clock. No, it was on I off. It couldn't be a Shabbos clock. It was off. So I said, oh, it must have been the second day Yom because, you know, he was from Merit So she says, that could be. She doesn't remember whether it was the first day Yom or the second day Yom so that's what it says in Shulchan Aruch, that uh, you can never tell, even if you think that you're just turning on the lights in your own home, no one's going to see. But this Almana saw the reflection of the lights going on and off, and she realized that it was, the reflection was from his apartment. So the parents have to uh, explain to the children what they're doing. Sometimes if they do a dovetamuah, so they have to explain to the children, this is a din and this is a humre. They shouldn't assume that the children are going to understand everything on their own. The best way to teach children, of course, is by example. The so says the way to teach the children is that you should talk and learn it yourself. How can we be mechanchah our children to come to shul on time if we come late to shul? How can we be mechanchah the children they should daven properly if we talk in the middle of davening or we go out to have a kiddush, go to the kiddush club in the middle of after. So the best way, or we want the children to learn, and we never go to a shir ourselves. That the parents never go to learn. So how can, how can you be mechanach to children? The best way to be mechanach is by, is by example. So, of course, everyone has to be middactic uh, on this. And then, of course, uh, the Gemara says, uh, how does one succeed in raising children? So the Gemara says, you try whatever you try. And then you have to pray to HaKadosh that uh, you should have hapsloch and chinach abon. without offering a prayer to so HaKadosh Baruch you certainly won't have any siyaita these are some of the things we all have to work on. And uh, with uh, the with, uh, blessing, with prayers to our Kodesh Bochum, with God's blessing, we should all succeed in raising wonderful children. And we should have much nachas from more of our children. Thank you very much.